This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, July 20th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Too soon on immigration strategy. EPA's newest herbicide battle and China's big appetite for U.S. beef. Senators debate immigration strategy. Some Senate Democrats are talking about adding immigration measures, including farm worker provisions, to the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package that they're developing. But critics say it's highly unlikely the Senate parliamentarian would allow immigration language to stay in a budget reconciliation measure. I think they're making a big mistake by promising that they will be able to do a lot of things that they won't be able to deliver on, said Senator John Cornyn, a Texas Republican, speaking with reporters yesterday. Senate Judiciary Chairman Dick Durbin of Illinois isn't ready to commit to the reconciliation strategy in any case. I'm not presuming that reconciliation is the path or the only path for immigration provisions, he told reporters. I think that's too soon to do that. I'm still open to the committee moving an immigration bill, but we need some kind of help on the Republican side. Now, keep in mind, Republicans have said they won't consider a major immigration reform bill until the border is secure. EPA faces new challenge to herbicide approval. The Environmental Protection Agency, which is already in court defending past decisions to register herbicides, dicamba and glyphosate, is facing a news lawsuit that's going after trifluoridamoxacin, the active ingredient in BASF's Thyrexor. The chemical is approved for use in corn, soybeans, and a wide variety of other crops. The Center for Food Safety and Center for Biological Diversity have filed a petition in the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals alleging that EPA's registration decision in May isn't supported by substantial evidence and fails to protect endangered species and their habitats. The groups say EPA disregarded the effects of drift and runoff on plants and animals. EPA said it does not comment on ongoing litigation. BASF did not respond to an email seeking comment. Biofuel Group urges EPA to allow summertime E15 sales. A major biofuel group is asking EPA to use the enforcement discretion to allow continued summertime sales of E15. Earlier this month, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals vacated an E-15 rule implemented by the Trump administration. In a letter seen by AgriPulse, the Renewable Fuels Association tells EPA officials that terminating E-15 sales will, quote, result in significant financial losses for retailers who had planned to blend E-15 throughout the volatility control season higher prices for U.S. gasoline consumers, and elimination of the environmental benefits that come with higher ethanol blends. The letter argues that using enforcement discretion is, quote, consistent with the agency's practice of letting the time for all appeals run prior to implementing a decision that could ultimately be overturned. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak. 
after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA, China's beef imports will continue to expand. China's appetite for imported beef is voracious and will continue to grow in the years ahead, benefiting U.S. producers and exporters, according to an analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. China imported a record 1.3 million metric tons of beef, valued at $4.6 billion in the first five months of this year. U.S. beef exports to China grew dramatically in 2020 after the country removed trade barriers as a part of a Phase 1 trade pact with the U.S., and trade has continued to grow in 2021. The potential for growth in U.S. beef exports is strong in future years as China import demand is expected to grow more than 30 percent during the next decade, FAS says. From January to May 2021, U.S. beef to China surged 13-fold in both exports and sales from the same period last year. Overall, U.S. beef exports are expected to reach a new record this year of more than 1.5 million tons, a 16% increase from last year. U.S. trade tariffs on China near $100 billion. The U.S. has now collected more than $96 billion in tariffs from China during the trade war that started during the Trump administration, that according to new data released by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. The Trump administration justified the tariffs after the Commerce Department conducted a Section 301 investigation and concluded that China was stealing technology and intellectual property. China responded by retaliating with its own tariffs on billions of dollars worth of U.S. soybeans, pork, sorghum, and other ag commodities. The U.S. Section 301 tariffs remain in place, but China has been temporarily lifting its tariffs on U.S. commodities and an ad hoc basis following the Phase 1 trade pact that was reached early last year. Separately, the U.S. also maintained Section 232 tariffs on Chinese steel and aluminum. The Chinese retaliation to those tariffs remains in place on U.S. almonds, apples, pork, oranges, walnuts, dairy, and other commodities. More hot, dry weather threatens the Corn Belt. Hot, dry weather could threaten corn pollination in the Midwest in coming days. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says soil moisture reserves are quite limited across the upper Midwest and western Corn Belt. Biggest problems are going to be the Dakotas, but we are also keeping a close eye on Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska, he told AgriPulse. Even though rain has fallen in those states in the last couple of weeks, the upcoming heat could dramatically increase stress on reproductive crops. Temperatures are expected to be near 100 degrees later this week in the Missouri River Valley. 
According to USDA, 65% of the nation's corn crop and 60% of soybeans are rated good to excellent. A year ago at this time, the corn crop was rated 69% good to excellent, with soybeans at 70%. Conservation Reserve Program sign-up ends Friday. Producers have until Friday to apply for the Conservation Reserve Program under the general sign-up. USDA's Farm Service Agency has tried to make the program more appealing to landowners and producers by adjusting soil rental rates. Increasing payments for practice incentives from 20 to 50 percent, raising payments for water quality practices, and including a climate smart practice incentive. The department wants to enroll 4 million new CRP acres. Here's today's She Said It. The light at the end of the tunnel appears to be closer. That Representative Michelle Fishback, a Republican from Minnesota, reacting to Canada announcing that fully vaccinated Americans will be allowed to visit the country again starting August 9th. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, July 20th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.